1: Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to a very special Spring Break, Episode 108. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Now, more than any other time, now is still a time to stay vigilant.
0: I'm going to pause here. I'm going to lose the script, and I'm going to reflect on the recurring feeling I have of impending doom. We have so much to look forward to, so much promise and potential of where we are, and so much reason for hope, but right now I'm scared.
2: So I'm speaking today not necessarily as your CDC director, and not only as your CDC director, but as a wife, as a mother, as a daughter,
0: to ask you to just please hold on a little while longer. I so badly want to be done. I know you all so badly want to be done. We are just Almost there, but not quite yet. And so I'm asking you to just hold on a little longer, to get vaccinated when you can, so that all of those people that we all love will still be here when this pandemic ends.
1: That's CDC Director Dr. Rachel Walensky with an emotional plea to the public about not letting up, about finishing the fight about not letting your guard down before the job is done, about staying vigilant just a little bit longer, and about doing it for others, the ones we love. And one year after the pandemic started is a good time to reflect on those we love. It's spring break this week for millions of kids across America. School's out. Passover, Easter, and March Madness are also here, and millions nationwide are spending extra time with family. And so are we. In this episode, we're thrilled to introduce you to two new members of our Righteous Media family, the captivating hosts of our newest Righteous Media production. Everybody and their mother has a podcast. That's what it's called. Rick Sorkin and Sharon Koppelman are the co-hosts, and they're just plain wonderful. And so is their new show.
2: Doesn't it sound like everybody? And Every the mother has a podcast. Oh, 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 so I started a podcast with my mom. We wanted a theme song, so you could sing along. The show it starts now.
1: Rick and his mom, Sharon, are quarantining together in a secret desert location. And it's been very interesting and fun and inspiring. And this new, charming, weekly podcast from Righteous Media will be like a warm cup of cocoa with your mom or your best friend. Everybody and their mother has a podcast will take you inside the house with Rick and Sharon and two other humans and their cat and along for some very special adventures. From Rick's music making, to Sharon's painting, to their shared passion for supporting and understanding the developmental disabilities of Rick's brother, to breaking down current events, to cannabis, to cooking. This show will bring smiles and warmth to your ears and your heart every time you download it. Rick Sorkin's been a friend of mine for many years now. My wife introduced us back some time ago and I've loved him ever since. He's a really unique dude. He's a Santa Monica-based music producer, multi-instrumentalist, a creative strategist, a plant-based chef, and now a podcast host. He's also 6'5", ambidextrous, and followed on Twitter by Barack Obama. He was born and raised in Philadelphia. He has a business degree and a music degree from the George Washington University. He spent time in advertising on Madison Avenue and in the center of Hollywood where he created and contributed to many of the now-common global, digital, advertising, and talent practices. He executive-produced a star-studded Get Out the Vote event called Telethon for America. He's performed at the world-famous Hollywood Improv, and he's been in about a million bands you've never heard of. He also has a forthcoming plant-based cookbook. And even more interesting than Rick is his co-host and his amazing mom, Sharon Koppelman. Sharon's an artist and a career educator. Her guiding philosophy is that everybody benefits personally by contributing to their household and their community, and therefore should be supported to do so regardless of ability level. She believes in everyone. Her positivity and insights are contagious. She's a past board chair of Spin Inc., a nonprofit that provides a life of possibilities and assistance to thousands. She taught in the Philadelphia public school system and was an assistant professor at Drexel University, where she taught in the education program. She has a BS in education from Temple and an MS in education from Graz University. And she's even done stand-up comedy. Now, her experience has been limited to a single performance in Philly at the now-legendary Cabaret Letage, but now she has a podcast with her son, and she's going to tell you about it. And so is he. You're going to love these two. Things are improving quickly in much of America, but we're not done with the pandemic yet. The emotional trial of the former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, who's been charged in the death of George Floyd, is now underway. Disgusting attacks on Asian Americans continue, and COVID cases and hospitalizations are rising. But the vaccine is rolling out fast, cannabis was legalized in New York. And Michael Strahan closed a gap in his teeth. These are some weird times. And Rick and Sharon are going to join us to break it all down. This episode's a lighthearted break from the intensity of the last year. and An introduction to two new Righteous Media voices that will help guide us all through whatever comes next. The first episode drops next Wednesday, April 7th, but you're going to get a sneak preview first. And after, you can subscribe right now via Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your pods. Rick and Sharon are another example of the hope we need to elevate and celebrate in this country right now. They're the best kind of independent Americans, a mother and a son, using their talents, creativity, experience, and ingenuity to help others. And like all our guests, they show the power of each of us to make a difference, especially if we stay vigilant. Because vigilance is still the price of democracy. And our vigilance is paying off. All that mask wearing, all that hand washing, all that vaccine taking, it's working. Despite the stupid continuing to spread in governor's mansions and in many parts of the country, our plan is working. And our VC Day, our victory over the coronavirus day, may be coming on July 4th, maybe sooner, our Independence Day our Independence Day, is coming. But we're not there just yet. We can get there if we just stay vigilant a little bit longer, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And our freedom is coming, and more freedom is coming. But vigilance is required. And Sharon and Rick are an example of that. And they will be that example for months and maybe years to come. Spring Break, Passover, Easter, even March Madness are all a time for family, however you define it. And whether you can spend it with your family in person or not, whether you have a big family or none at all, this is a time we can appreciate the importance of the connections that make life worth living and the importance of leaders. Not just the leaders who hold elected office or host TV shows or write best selling books. But the leaders among us, the parents, the children, the families, the friends. Leaders who can rise above when both political parties are failing us. Leaders who can talk sense, share insight, give wisdom, and make us smile. Leaders who embody and spread the five eyes. Independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. And more and more of these leaders are independent Americans, just like us. Leaders who understand hope is the oxygen of democracy. And Rick and Sharon are here to talk about their new show and how you can join the family and get a weekly dose of that hope and share it with others. That's the oxygen of our democracy. It's the warm cocoa in our collective cups. Independent Americans are growing all across America. And more and more, these independent Americans are leading our recovery. They're rising to meet the moment, and they're taking care of each other. And our families may be the most important, the ones closest to us. And if you don't have a family, you do now. Families are another brand of independent Americans that can guide America to a better future. They're not partisans. They're not professional politicians. They're not blowhard pundits. They're not summer soldiers. They're not sunshine patriots. They're true patriots. The ones looking out for each other. The ones helping each other the ones setting the example. They're another group of independent Americans who are fighting the most important fights, sometimes the hardest fights. They're the winter soldiers, the real leaders, and the most important independent Americans of all. Those are our new patriots, and they're the future for our nation. And they, more than ever, must stay vigilant. They've got to hang in there and help us finish the job if we just stay vigilant. Welcome to the final hard stretch of the pandemic. Welcome to spring break, Passover, Easter, March Madness, legalization of cannabis, and the opening of music venues, and so much more. Welcome to a sneak preview of the new Righteous Media Power podcast. Everybody and their mother has a podcast. And welcome to an introduction to the newest members of the Independent Americans and Righteous Media Network. Welcome to the family. Welcome to Independent Americans, episode. One oh eight. Doesn't it sound Ladies and gentlemen, independent Americans around the country and around the globe, happy Passover, happy Easter, happy March Madness, happy legalization of cannabis in New York, and happy spring break. We have a refreshing uh, breeze and and dose of some really fun and interesting content, conversation, energy, and Mm. I am very happy To bring to our spring break special episode the great and powerful rick sorkin and sharon koppelman hosts of the exciting podcast everybody and their mother has a podcast powered by righteous media coming next next week uh april 7th hi guys welcome hi hi paul (laughs) thanks man (laughs) this this is spring happy spring happy everything (laughs) um there's a lot going on lots to get into I'm very excited to introduce you all to the Independent Americans audience and to the Righteous Media world. We're going to talk about your new show. Uh, we're going to talk about what y'all have been up to. We're going to talk maybe about a couple of things in the news, but I want to start off by welcoming you and also asking you a question I ask of all of our guests. How are you and where are you?
0: Um, I'm fine. We're fine. <laughs> we're so far so good. Uh, we are in California in a spot where it's quite warm hiding out hiding out laying low well laying low in in the desert um <laughs> so we're we're doing our best and we've been potted the four four of us um for since march of
2: 2011 <laughs>
1: So, so the four you have to, the four of you are are who and and maybe potted is a perfect term. I I'm, yep. I'm newly yep. I am newly introduced to this. Share please. Who are the four of you and yep. what does potted mean? Because I think it's really kind of a foundational element of at least this phase of your show.
2: Well, Thank he's you. my son. That's my mom, <laughs> and we're here with uh, your husband, my stepfather, and my girlfriend, and the and Zephyr the cat. And the four of us, five of us, depending on how you count, are uh, laying low in the desert. And we uh, we got out of the Los Angeles area uh, many months ago and potting in the sense that this is these are the people that we've seen uh, for months and uh, we're safe and sound in a clandestine, very, very low key place. And so it's fun to pretend it's fun not to tell people exactly where we are, but also like no one kind of knows where we are, which is also kind of fun. It's it's
1: advantageous. I have been yeah. now broadcasting from an undisclosed location for a full year. Wow, um, which is is both a matter of um, mental health and uh, operational security. Uh, right, <laughs> but but um, I, I want we're going to pull out so many things about your show that I think people are really going to enjoy. But as as we go into this, um, you know, this it's this fragile time in America. Mm. where it feels like uh, we're making progress on the pandemic, but we got this huge warning from the CDC director about yep. don't let up. And, and I want to ask you all, you know, you part of why this I think this show is going to be fascinating, you all have been like doing this hardcore, right? Relative to yeah. most, I think when you say potted, you've been very vigilant, you've been very careful. Can you share a little bit more about what that's like? Because, you know, potting with your mom and your girlfriend and your stepdad and the, and the cat might be a little unusual. It's definitely yeah. going to be interesting.
2: Uh, I appreciate that. And just to go back one question, I'm well, thank you for asking. No, thank you, Rick. Um, thank you. <laughs> the, uh, you know, we we did what we felt was the safest, soundest, most reasonable, cautious thing based on all the information we had in front of us and also being fully aware of the types of people that we're surrounded by uh, every day, all day. So it was kind of like, let's do what f- I had the, the initial idea uh, in Last summer that said, it'd be, I think it'd be a good idea not to be in a major city from around, oh, I don't know, middle of October of 2020 to say, I don't know, end of January 2021. Uh, and we made it, it, poof, manifested it. And then we made appropriate moves. And it wasn't until weeks and months into it, and especially now that we're in the springtime, that the level of the level of guard is is probably in terms of calibration higher than most people that we know. Um, We're not, you know, Howard Husing over here. You can see our fingernails are normal, normal length. I've uh, become a master salon person. I've given everyone in this house haircuts multiple times. Um, We've learned incredible skills, but yes, we have essentially, each of us have only seen like a pharmacist or a doctor Mm. in the situation that is necessary I've not been inside of a place for, uh, I celebrated, uh, my girlfriend and I celebrated a full year of sort of self-quarantine laying low, uh, on March, uh, 8th. Uh, so we're a little early in the process. So we're, we're talking, um, you know, this isn't like uh Clive and Bundy land, but we are not going out. We are making food. We are, um, there's puzzles <laughs> and internet so, so and masterclass. A, so
1: some folks, everybody's, uh, pandemicing differently, right? Sure. But, but, um, when was the last time either or both of you were inside of a restaurant?
2: That would have been on the like 4th or 5th of March, uh, 2020. We were outside at a spot in Santa Monica. And the, time bef- the t- last time I was inside a restaurant uh, was the end of February, 2020.
0: It's funny now that you ask, I remember the restaurant and I remember who was there. Yeah, And it was March of 2020. Yeah. And that, and it, someone dear, and near to, um, my husband and me came in from Philadelphia and came in and he went to give me a hug and I backed up mm. and he said and he said I'm giving you a hug and he gave me a hug and I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. <laughs> it was,
1: crazy. That's, it's it's fascinating to look back on that now, right? I mean, I remember those last lunches, those last meetings, the last shows we did. I think Chris Russell. Yeah the Navy SEAL um, uh, uh, strategist was the last guy, I had, person I-, I interviewed in person. And I remember saying, this might be the last one for a while. And and so there was such an interesting and even awkward time where some yep. folks were saying, screw it, I'm still doing handshakes. And others are like, I'm going to the mountains, right? And now we have on. But I think all of this is part of why your show is going to be so fascinating. Uh, there's so many different threads we want to pull out of this. But I also want to give folks a little bit more of a chance to get to know you. So it still is independent Americans. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I want to ask, I've never interviewed a couple before, two people at the same time. So we're going to, this is all a great uh, independent media content experiment. But I want to ask both of you, um, when you were growing up, what was your first car?
0: Oh, okay. So my my first car um, was a Plymouth Valiant.
1: Wow, what year and what color, Sharon? I
0: don't know what year it was. Um, I think it might have been red, mm. and and um, I was a twenty-year-old newlywed at the time, and we bought it from my brother's friend for two hundred dollars. Wow, wow! And at about six months later, um the car stopped running and we took it to the shop and they said that when did you change the oil last? And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew from oil? I was hitchhiking to Temple University. I didn't know from oil. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, my brother's going to hear this and he's going to be so embarrassed. <laughs> um, and I, didn't know what to do. So we kept driving the car and when it stopped another six months later and we had somebody <clears> tow it away, I said, I don't understand why it started working again. And they said, we looked under the hood. It's so gunky under there. We think it's sealed. <laughs> oh <my
1: God. laughs> wow. This is, this is, can I, can I ask you, uh, Sharon, what color, how would you describe the red? Was it a temple red, a darker red, or was it a brighter red? I, more like the psychedelic shirt that your son is wearing to your, <laughs> this, to your right? This
2: red. <laughs>
0: You know that was 1973. I I I'm not sure. I want to say a dark red, but my brother mm-hmm. did send me a picture recently because you know he. But I <clears throat> I'm not sure. So you're going to.
1: Well, everybody have one. We're going to have a we're, we have a website for this show, so there'll be places for extra oh, content. Cool. You can find out more about Sharon and maybe see the picture of this valiant. Uh, and and other things. Um, and for folks who are listening and want to see video, this will be up on uh, IndependentAmericans.us on the Righteous Media YouTube channel. It'll probably be up on on the uh, on the Everybody and Their Mother has a podcast website as well. But and you will be able to see that Sharon is wearing a black shirt, uh, like very New York black, you know <laughs> professional, casual. It does everything right. And then Rick, in contrast, has. A psychedelic uh, reddish sweatshirt, yeah. uh, which is part of why this contrast is going to be fun. So, Rick, over <laughs> to you, sir. What was your first car?
2: <clears throat> uh, I have two answers, and I apologize for I giving you two, two answers. An- uh, it's too late. you You an no, already. You already. You already finished your <laughs> Mine's answer. Mine's really short. <laughs> I learned to drive on a car that I didn't own, but I want to mention it. I learned to drive on a uh, a 16 foot Ford Econoline conversion van that was popped up
0: extended. and
2: extended, had a lift on it. My brother, David, who's uh, in a wheelchair, which is a topic that comes up in our show quite a bit. And the the way that, you know, uh, his being brother of David and, and David and the family has sort of colored our world as uh, a theme that that people can expect to, to hear lots of anecdotes and interesting things about. Uh, so I learned to drive on a massive vehicle, And at 16, went for my driver's test and parallel parking was the last step. And I did, I took the test in a Ford Tempo. Wow. And I did the parallel parking in one move. uh, And the guy said, how long you been driving? And I said, well, I got my permit six months ago and I went to school. And and he says, listen, I'm going to pass you. Just tell me how long you've been driving. And I go, no, I just got my permit. He goes, there's no way that you just started parallel parking. I said, oh, oh, I learned to parallel park on a, a Ford Econoline conversion van. And he laughed as he signed the, the thing. And then I, uh, my, first, my first car, though, was in the late 90s. And it was a white 1994
1: Ford Bronco. Ooh, like OJ.
2: Al Cowings, technically.
1: Ah, <laughs> Wow!
2: I so, not not like like oh yeah, it wasn't the V car, but the same make, same model, and same year. It was, Is that the same year? It OJ? was the same year, and because oh. it was only I don't know three or four years after, or five years, or six years after the OJ um, crimes, they couldn't get rid of it. I think I got it for eighty five hundred dollars, <laughs> <an> awful lot. <laughs> and, and what and what color yeah. Rick
1: was the, was the
2: van that you learned on? Uh, dark blue. Ooh, that's, that's like not bad for vans. Crew.
1: Vans are often white or some uh, terrible color. So I'm just dark saying that I,
2: I was 16 years old and I had a conversion van. So it was pretty cool. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> so so you had probably two of the scariest car first cars. Anyway, you had a, you had a creepy <laughs> conversion van and you had OJ's car. Yes. So, OK, see, this is why this podcast is going to be so much fun for everybody. <laughs> one, um, one time
0: I drove to a friend's place, you know, we were going there for dinner in in the van, and when they came outside to say hello, the guy said, "Oh, you brought the living room."
2: <laughs> <laughs> this thing was huge. So
0: I have a really quick. I learned at sixteen. My brother to t- taught me how to drive a stick shift on a nineteen sixty nine metallic brown saddle interior GTO.
1: Wow! Ooh. Three speed. Oh. See, it this was. is great. We're we're already, we're 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 going on on a on a wide. It's a cornucopia of of vehicle vehicular options here. Okay, well, speaking of options, I'm gonna ask you both a question I also ask of all of our guests. What is your drink of choice? Uh, Rick, maybe you can start this time and share. What is your, your beverage? Uh, usually we say adult beverage, but it's expanded yep. beyond mm-hmm. that here on Independent Americans. So what's your beverage of choice?
2: The answer would, would have been different before the pandemic. Uh, I have it under control, but I've been doing a lot more drinking in the last year. So I have a whole, and I've also bartended. So I've got a couple answers, but the short one is right now I've been into this drink uh that i believe it's called the godfather and it's bourbon or rye and a little bit of amaretto
1: Ooh.
2: and it is it's nice
1: that's it? Is, <laughs> it is there ice on it or anything else
2: there's a little bit of ice yeah like, like ideally like one or two big rocks like a good pour of whiskey or bourbon or rye and then i put like a sort of like one to four like a little bit of amaretto just for sweet mm. especially after dinner just a little little p.m p.m john
1: I love that. The Godfather. Okay, and Sharon, yeah. what is your beverage of choice, please?
0: I thought you might ask this question because I know how the show goes. It's not really exciting, but just <laughs> some nice white wine or a riesling, but Ooh. never chardonnay.
2: Never chardonnay. That, that's
1: very interesting. I pref- I too prefer a riesling, a sweeter wine. My, my wife always says she likes a buttery chardonnay is the way she always says it and that's that,
2: her least favorite mom that yeah. tastes
1: it tastes like olive oil to me it's just gross <laughs> yeah she would well, throw okay, it across see? the room and smash last right. so so let me ask you all um the show is called everybody and their mother has a podcast we've been working together on this for some time it's exciting for you for us i think for america and for <laughs> righteous media this marks you know our really our second new title, uh, launching awesome. you guys, and what we hope will be uh, the second of, of many more to come. Um, you know, uh, either of you, I'm, I'm going to be really careful and not suggest that one of you answers because that's part of the fun here is like throwing a jump ball between a, a mother and son and seeing how that lands. <laughs> but um, why, mm-hmm. why, why did you want to do this podcast? And what do you want folks to take away
2: mm-hmm. from it? Uh, I'll, I'll start and you can feel free to, of course, interrupt me the I
0: wouldn't interrupt you but you should start because <laughs> you really have the answer.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh it started as I th- I just find you fascinating and I think that your your particular experiences not just as my mom but as a special needs educator um as an artist as a person who got married at 20 <laughs> in the late 60s or early 70s there's a bunch of pieces just objectively as as I can be, that I find fascinating. And there were some specific stories around my brother that I was interested in knowing more detail on because I'm two years younger than David, he's two years older. And so some of the the developmental formative years that I have early memories from, I was curious what sort of your take on those things uh, were. And as an experiment asked if we could, we started speaking about it and and it was just I've produced some things before i've made some things before i was like this is like really uh, i guess again not objectively but this is objectively interesting <laughs> and so i asked if we could record it uh, and we started doing that very casually with no real you know time limits or or syllabus so to speak we just sort of just jammed out. Uh, and realized we had a show. And so we started to serialize it. And then you saw what we were doing and we're extremely excited and, and grateful. And like the idea that it's like, hey, that you agreeing that it's interesting was <laughs> was exciting enough on its own. And so the idea is just to um, expand on those stories and and meet some new people who maybe don't know them and tell some ones that have not been told and, and see where it goes. But the impetus yeah. was just our conversations are, I don't know, people people seem to like them.
1: I think it's so it's so sincere. And it's heartwarming and it's enlightening. And I really, I think it's going to be just what folks need in times like Mm. this, because even though things are getting better in many parts of the country, we're probably still in for a rocky time and we'll have to process much of that together. Um, And you Mm. all have, you know, the the fortune and the challenge of being together as a mother and son. Sharon, what do you want folks to take away from this? When they listen to this show and they are introduced to you and Rick, what what do you hope that it'll leave them with?
0: i for me that when we started doing this for me was the fun of doing it, the fun of sharing um our space we um we tend to understand each other, and when we don't, that's good too, because that's you know that brings an interest and growth. But it's also one of my my philosophies is that everybody should contribute to their household and to their community, regardless of their level of ability. So when David was little, his job was to empty the silverware from the dishwasher. And then Rick would come in and say, <laughs> he's spinning all over it. I have to, you had to rewash all of it. And I'd say, that's not the point. The point is that he's doing some work. Everybody has to work. Everybody should work. And I think went on from there and found that I had some ideas that could help people. And that's my way of giving back to the community. And when things get quiet and I'm not involved in something and helping somebody, um things things get stale. I think it's much better to be involved. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we might have an audience who can garner something from our experiences, um, we have some guests lined up who are people who have a relative or who have I say now other needs. maybe we're still at, allowed to say special needs. I'm not sure the vernacular changes all the time, but it's really about being connected and giving back.
1: Mm. I think it, it Sharon, it's such an important and powerful uh, reminder right now for all of us as interconnected citizens more than ever before and everything that we do at Righteous is is, is built around, we talk about the five eyes, right? Independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. And, and when we first started talking about this show, I saw all of those threads. And also I saw, you know, as a parent, as a child, as a citizen, I mm-hmm. learned so much from you, especially, Rick. I learned a lot from you, too. But your mom is really such a, 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 a person full of wisdom and experience. And uh, and I just feel better every time I hear the two of you. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, that other folks um, feel that way as well. There's also, I think, the best theme song I've heard in forever that I think I'm <laughs> going to play. I think I played in the intro. I'm going to play in the outro. I'm going to do a more extensive bio before we get to this interview. Yeah. Um, but let, let me ask you, we're going to explore a lot of things uh, on your show. It's going to drop on Wednesdays for now. Mm. Um, Chris made a shortcut, at least for now, called everybodypod.us. So folks listening can go there or go to the Apple uh, uh, podcast store or anywhere you get podcasts and subscribe as soon as you get done listening to me. Um, but we're also going to cover, you know, some current events on this show. Um, one of the big issues that, that you all, I think explore at times, or Mm -hmm. I've explored in the show for sure is cannabis. Mm -hmm. Um, cannabis is legal in New York. Uh, I was having a conversation with my in-laws in the driveway last week and I, you know, we were doing a toast and I said, and and to legalize cannabis in New York. And my mother-in-law looked at me and said, just what we need more high people in this state. Right. So (laughs) there's going to be. So she agrees with you. So, well, <laughs> she was being sarcastic, right? But, but I, think, I think that there are many intergenerational um, conversations happening right now that I hope you all can explore. Yep. So let's just use that as an, as an example. Quick reaction, and, and maybe, uh, Sharon, I'm always going to give you the first shot because you have uh, the, the experience. Did you think in your lifetime you would, you would see legalized cannabis or marijuana in America? And what do you think about this moment?
0: I did because as a kid in the 60s, I had heard that the major cigarette companies had already registered names for when cannabis became legal. Hmm. So I grew up presuming that it would. Um, I had concerns about it. Um, The answer is way too long. It's, It's based on some um, experience in other countries, not personal experience, historical his- experience, but I accept it, and I f- hear, and I hear from friends and from people all over that um, it's very helpful to people who have medical needs. And as far as recreationally, people obviously have been participating in a lot of our states have legalized it. So, and I actually haven't heard any reports about any of the harrowing things that we were warned of when we were kids. Mm. So, um, I'm, I'm just neutral on it. It's, it's, it is what it is. And I think it's likely, I know I don't want it to be trite, but as far as comparing it to alcohol, it's possible that, um, it's, it's a much smoother transition than mm. alcohol. I think about, um, going to a restaurant and and people drinking and then driving home. So
1: I mm. it, thank you, Sharon. Rick, over to you, sir. What do you think?
2: I will also try to be concise, and we'll we'll likely devote a whole a whole show of hours to to this topic. um i did I did hope and think it would occur in my lifetime. I uh, never um, I always understood the political and mis and disinformation reasons that it wasn't legal, the reasons that it was a schedule one drug even down to the fact that the word marijuana has racist roots it's cannabis right they were, they were trying to otherize mexicans during the time that cannabis became a thing <clears throat> uh, i've never seen someone smoke a joint and get into a bar fight mm-hmm. ever uh, and i believe i read i read yesterday and i believe the number is opioid deaths increased by 550% last year mm-hmm. 50% um, and then I saw when Colorado legalized it recreationally, what it did for their, their state budget. So I knew it was only a matter of time until other states didn't care about anything other than that thing that they care about. Uh, so I'm very excited. I also, <clears throat> there's elements of legalized cannabis, legal cannabis that are um, like a Willy Wonka fever dream to me. I mean, I had mm. these visions as a as a teenager, a kid in college. We used to go, in college, we used to risk Our lives for a $20 dime bag of the worst swag you could ever imagine. Now Mm -hmm. I walk into a store and it's regulated and there's packages that look like major brands and you have a discussion with a bud tender. And so you can tell I'm excited about it. I'm very excited for New York and I'm specifically excited for New York because New York draconian laws have ruined countless lives. And for the amount of people who are sitting in Rikers Island uncharged because they got caught with a dime bag, for those people and the families that they're part of, their entire existence moving forward will be a different reality, and that 's the part that excites me the most
1: I'm, I'm so excited to get your take on so many things over the next couple of months and, and years and for me, you know I, I, I've kind of been digesting the news and processing the news and expecting the news. but there was one part of it that I kind of forgot about, which is when the news hit today, they said that marijuana arrest convictions will be expunged Yes, and I kind of forgot that applied to me mm. and um, I was pretty open. I was pretty open about my um, my arrest on a, an episode I did with Wes Moore, where we talked about the criminalization of cannabis and a moment I had where I was arrested with a few other friends in New York. And, you know, at that moment, you know, I thought that was the end of my life. That's right? it. And, and yeah. many folks did. And I was you know, I talked about it length in the show, too. I was in a, in, a, in a jail cell in the tombs in New York with a lot mm. of young black kids who were told, hey, just 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 take the just take the convi- take the plea, the plea and walk out. And, you take be out plea. and I was in there saying, guys, this is going to be on the records forever. You know, if they didn't get you, don't take the plea. Like, hang it. But they're like, yeah, but it's Friday and I want to be out. And, you that's know, right. and, and and I was caught up in that. I was younger and now I hadn't fully processed, um, frankly, how important that's going to be. I think for yes. an entire generation or generations of people that were caught up in the criminal justice system. So, one of the many things we're going to unpack on your show. Um, yep. Let's talk about, for one, one second, Rick, if we can, you're a very talented musician.
2: Thanks, man. You're doing
1: all the music. Uh, you're both talented artists. That's going to be a fun part of the show to explore. Uh, Rick, uh, talk about you know why you think music is important to this show and what you want to do with that in this
2: show. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, music, I'm, I'm a musician. It's always been a major part of my life and not always been my day job. So I have a couple of uh, slumdog millionaire areas of expertise, but music, uh, I joke, I joke half joke that uh, if I could have stopped making music, I would have done it a long time ago. Uh, it doesn't really fit into a lot of commerce things. And it's a, it's a a substantial amount of my time, but it's who I am. So the theme song I've written many, many, many songs. I've written some songs that have appeared in commercial environments. I've, I've written countless songs that no one's ever heard. Uh, and this theme song is, I think, the best song I ever wrote uh, so far. It's one of my favorites. It came out in 35 minutes. It took me another hour to produce. And I said, that's it. Um, and so music will play a, a large role in both the um, you know, creation of things like theme songs and outros, but also um, during pandemic, I've uh, I've harnessed my frustration around being in a pandemic into music. And I've created a, an entire category of new songs under the moniker Aminal Songs. And they're all one minute or less looping animal songs that are not so secretly about the pandemic. And so I'll be releasing those uh, soon and we will share one or some on on not every show, but often on our show, I'll be sharing a new song with my mom, getting her you know first reactions and then also sharing with the audience at that time. So things like Aminal Songs and the theme song and also... Um, you know, if, if you say something that I think is funny, which happens often, I might go and sort of toil away and make a little stinger jingle bumper kind of thing that might appear in the show. So there will be that and then musical show and tell you can't see here, but this room is filled, filled with my favorite instruments. Mm. And so there'll be some show and tell opportunities of things that you've seen and some things that you've never heard of and some things you might say, why would an adult man ever buy that?
1: Well, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have lots of amazing audio uh, we're also going to shoot for video. I, I and as a te- as a as a tribute to you in this show, behind me, I'm at a friend's house this week for spring break. And um, as 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 folks can see, if you watch on video, behind me is a, an amazing picture of the Beatles in a swimming pool, that Rick informed me he thinks was taken in California. Maybe it was the first visit the Beatles ever had to California.
2: It I might have been. what I think this was 65. I think this was in California. I think it's before they played the Oakland show, and I think it might have been after they met Frank Zappa earlier that week. I think See,
1: we're bringing the information. And I also wore my Levon oh. my Levon Helm Studios shirt because I am very happy. Like I know you are that oh. the live music venues are starting to open. The Levon Helm Studio in Woodstock is an amazing live music venue. And it's my way of trying to send some positive energy out there to so many of the creatives that have been working so hard and tirelessly and difficultly Mm. through this environment. But music's been a really key part of of my show, of everything we do at Righteous. It's going to be a key part of your show. Um, Mm. And let me ask ask you all a a final question um, that I often ask of all our guests. We moved away from the angry, right? It's not enough to be angry. You have a right to be angry. There's lots to be angry about. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. I still think that is true, but Mm -hmm. we want to convert that into positive impact, and your show is going to be a big part of that and expanding this Righteous Media family and network. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to ask the the both of you, um, what makes you happy? Sharon, maybe we'll start with you. Sharon, what what makes you happy? Um,
0: Painting makes me happy. Mm -hmm. I paint abstracts, pieces. Painting makes me very happy. Exercise makes me happy. Movement and walking, I that literally makes me happy. Um on another level, Rick is cooking wonderful vegan dinners every night. I don't cook at all. That makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking with with people who I love. I have some people in my life fortunately who are what I refer to as they're good ones. Mm. And that just fills me up and, and has really helped over this um, last four and a half years of Mm. challenges.
1: Mm. Thank you, Rick. What makes you happy,
2: bud? Uh, So cooking is a passion and something that uh, I've always done a little bit, but in the last year or so I've gone really uh, intensely into and and I'm uh, pretty sure I could open up a plant-based restaurant if that was something I'd be interested in. And so cooking is exciting because it's like the creative musical process, but you get to eat it afterwards. And also (laughs) it's like the love language. Like I'm sharing this nourishment with the people I love around me. And so they're like legitimately surviving off of it. Uh, And when I'm cooking, I can't really do much else because there's a sharp knife in my hand and things are fire. So it's a nice focused thing. And then the other obvious answer is music, you know, when I'm in, in my studio and, and just creating something. And, and as long as the negative voices aren't too loud, there's moments where I'm like, this really does make me happy. And similar to your answer, connecting with people, you know, talking to a friend. Um, and I'm also enjoying speaking with people in the last, you know, during this pandemic. I feel like the rules of friendship engagement are all in the air. So whether it's somebody, Mm. I joked a few months ago, you told me I shouldn't make this joke. I said, I've lost a lot of friends to the um, the pandemic. I mean, they're alive. I just don't talk to them anymore. And so there's this thing where like you get to reevaluate who your people are and then also reaching out or being reached out to by somebody you haven't spoken in a while. The sort of like presupposition of why and when and, it's all off the table. So I found myself feeling very centered and very happy, just connecting uh, with somebody, regardless of you know how often we talk.
1: I think that's that's really really um, powerful, and mm. and I feel the same way, Rick. I mean, when I deployed to Iraq, uh, I lost a lot of friends. Right, you mm. kind of found out it was a clarifying moment, like who's really down for you, who's not, who do you want around, who do you not? And and I think on this show we've explored the parallels between this pandemic and war, and if I wow. extend that parallel. Um, to you know recognizing that we have an opportunity to kind of reset a bit but also recognizing that after war whether it ends on july 4th or everybody's vaccinated at the end of the year whatever happens there's going to be a period of celebration yeah where we kind of celebrate our vc day our victory over the coronavirus day and, and <laughs> i think everyone will feel that joy but then there'll also be a processing of the trauma yes and and a processing of the pain and those we've lost and i'm really thankful that we will have your show to take us through that Because I think that your show will be a really fun, heartwarming, strengthening uh, guide for folks throughout this next few months and and beyond. And I think, Sharon, you said the good ones. Um, You are two of the good ones. I am very Mm -hmm. grateful for your friendship, for your partnership. And the new show is called Everybody and Their Mother Has a Podcast. Um, Everyone should subscribe right now. There'll be a link wherever you got this show, Independent Americans. Um, You can also find it on the Apple podcast store. Subscribe now. The first episode will drop April 7th. It's a Wednesday. If you're listening to this after that, you can listen to it right now. Shows Mm -hmm. will come every Wednesday. Uh, Final thoughts, guys, from from Rick and Sharon, the mighty hosts of Everybody and Their Mother Has a Podcast. For all the folks who said, what would it be like to have a podcast with your mother? (laughs) Or what would it be like to have a podcast with your child? You're about to find out. Any
2: any final Uh, final thoughts, guys? Just gratitude and excitement. You know, we, we have done this and it's, it's quiet and for us and you're allowing it to be more of a megaphone thing. And so your, your impression of what we have to offer uh, is, is something we take very seriously in this. So there's a, a genuine excitement around this <laughs> and I should stop there, but I can't, I agree with what you just said. I think we're going to see almost like a Weimar Republic level of excitement, of dance, of drink, of, of, of it's going to be just like the Weimar Republic only with more Nazis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what <laughs> what is
2: that i what does that mean it means we're going to enter the roar, the new roaring 20s we ah, did it last okay. time there, there were go. less nazis
1: i <laughs> love that okay so it's a I, good thing right yeah
2: yes the roaring 20s is good the level of people yes, who don't yes don't i think that's like right like we've been saying,
1: we were saying root for the boom right there, you like go. There, could, there could be a boom coming and maybe we'll be a part of it and Sharon, you, you've seen a lot of things. You've done a lot of things. And I'm, I'm so excited to have you guiding us through this. I feel like, especially for folks that maybe are missing their mother or their parents, mm. or maybe want to find new ways to connect with them. Um, I think, you know, you're going to kind of become everybody's mother. And that's a great thing because you're. You, I don't know you uh, as well as I hope I will in the future, but you're one of the best moms I've seen. Aww. And And I'm really excited about that. So what 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 would you like uh, us to, to think about with a final thought here?
0: Thank you, Paul. That's really flattering. And knowing who you are, I really appreciate that. Thank mm-hmm. you. The only thing I would add is Rick and I did one season previously, and it was only it was only audio. It was not video, and now well, we have a YouTube YouTube station, so mm-hmm. it's you can also watch us.
1: <laughs> So <laughs> dancing, hey, cooking, Sean. music, making lots of amazing shirts, field trips, field, field trips, right? Field trips. And I, I just want to come back to it. You know, we're going to talk about, you, you all are going to talk about what's happening in the world, but you're also going to give folks, you know, a lot of the five eyes we say it, independence, information, inspiration, uh, 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 integrity, which I think is real and, and impact. And it's coming mm-hmm. at just the right time. We're going to build toward mother's day, which I expect you all to dominate. Um, But everybody and their mother has a podcast is the show. Uh, The great and powerful Rick Sorkin and Sharon Koppelman will be your hosts. Uh, Me and the team at at Righteous Media are very proud to bring this to you on April 7th. Subscribe right now. Join the family. Spread the word. uh, And I guess happy spring break, everybody.
2: Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you.
1: All right. Uh, And of course, uh, stay frosty and stay vigilant. Amen. Two of the most vigilant people I've seen yet. (laughs)
2: thanks dude (laughs) thank you both so much
1: aren't they great and isn't that song great and here's how every show is going to end doesn't it sound? I love that song and I love Rick and Sharon. I hope you do too. The conversation with Rick and Sharon and me is over, but the one with you is just beginning. So remember to go to the Apple podcast store or click on the description, wherever you found this pod and subscribe right now to everybody and their mother has a podcast. It's of course free and it's the newest production from the righteous media enterprise. We got a lot more coming in 2021. Many more shows that we got cooking right now. We hope this is just the start of something huge, of a new independent media network. Hope is the oxygen of democracy, especially in this final stretch of the pandemic. And I hope my show and all our shows bring you that. And our democracy continues to need that oxygen more and more by the day. And finally, it's even more contagious than the virus. We can all be like Rick and Sharon and all our recent guests from Jake Wood to Wes Moore, Bianca Golodriga, Darren Walker, Evan McMillan, and so many others. Super spreaders of hope. And if you haven't heard all those recent shows, please go back and check them out. Celebrate spring break with some information and inspiration. Instead of going to a beach in a super spreader event in Florida, spread the hope wherever you can. Because hope is the air we need. We got to keep breathing, especially as we reflect on family, on spring break, on the holidays, And on the potential end of all this, we're almost there. This is America's final four. We're in it. Don't quit now. Get ready for one big final push. So take a big deep breath to get us there. Come on, do it. And keep breathing so we can all stay frosty, stick together, and finish this pandemic strong. We can finish March Madness strong, like the Final Four, which has now been determined. Houston, Baylor, Gonzaga, and the surprise number 11 seed of the Final Four, UCLA. A team that reminds us that legacy matters, tradition matters, teamwork matters, family matters. In basketball and in America. So keep breathing that oxygen and that hope and encourage others to do the same. Especially like the first responders and volunteers who continue to help get out the vaccine. We can all be like Rick and Sharon. We can be a helper. We can spread light and hope and good information, help people get to vaccination sites, help people through the hard times, help people deal with the loss. It's how we fight misinformation and conspiracy theories and extremists and enemies of our future. It's how we fight the virus and win. We can all be helpers and we can win if we just hang in there and be helpers. Just like Mr. Rogers told us about.
0: Always look for the helpers. There will always be helpers. You know, even just on the sidelines. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope.
1: And there are many leaders spreading hope faster than the stupid. Leaders setting the example from all kinds of backgrounds. Leaders who continue to show that everyone can be a helper. And the full court press of public marketing is now underway. The White House, Dr. Fauci, the Ad Council, everybody's pushing to get the vaccine out. And they're getting creative. This week, I was listening to Rock the Bells, LL Cool J station on Sirius XM, and I found out that their special guest would be Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci was coming on to talk about the safety of the COVID 19 vaccine on LL Cool J's Rock the Bells radio. He was also joined. DJ Jazzy Jeff, who is also from Philadelphia, like Rick and Sharon. So DJ Jazzy Jeff, LL Cool J, Dr. Fauci, they're all teaming up. In recent episodes, we talked about Dolly Parton, the Dalai Lama, the former presidents from Bush to Obama, and even Sammy Hagar from Van Halen. High profile people continue to get the shot and show what right looks like. And now people of all backgrounds are finally uniting and more and more by the day. Even the holdouts, including the guy who was like the president of Stupid Spring Break, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis.
2: So I I became eligible on Monday. I haven't had it yet, but I am am planning on doing it this week. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to do it on camera. I mean, we'll see. I mean, if you guys want a gun show, maybe we could do it, but probably better off not.
1: I don't want to see his gun show. I definitely don't want to see that, but I do want to see him encouraging more people to get the vaccine, especially in places like Florida. And Americans are responding pretty favorably to Biden's approach. 73% of Americans now approve of his handling of the pandemic. And that includes about half of Republicans. So it's working. Concerts are coming. Venues near me are starting to open. And we sent a new vaccine record just this week, with 3.4 million doses administered in one day. That's almost double the number of just a few weeks ago. We can't let up now. We have to have the courage to get the vaccine. Like Dolly Parton, like the Dalai Lama, like my mom, like four presidents, like Sammy Hagar, like even Governor Ron DeSantis. And finally, my wife. Yes, my wife finally got her first shot this week, and it felt even better than when I got it myself. And I get my second shot on Monday. So listen to me and Dolly and so many others. Don't be such a chicken squat. Get the shot and be a helper. And thanks to all the helpers that made this episode happen, especially Rick Sorkin and Sharon Koppelman. They are awesome. You can go right now to Apple Podcasts and find everybody and their mother has a podcast or you can go to the shortcut everybodypod.us. You can subscribe there or at the Apple Podcast Store. We'll also have videos on YouTube every single week on the Righteous Media YouTube channel. And yes, I forgot to ask them the peeps question and the pancakes or waffle question, but I had the kids running around and it started raining. So a rain check on that one, guys. But independent Americans are the future. And Rick Sorkin and Sharon Koppelman are just another example. And they're true helpers. And thank you to so many more helpers, especially the Righteous Media team. Big thanks to Mighty Mercy Rich, who is moving on. Want to wish her all the best in everything she does next. And big thanks to creative Chris Rosenthal, brilliant Bill Schultz, and the entire team at Righteous Media. If you like this episode, please go to that same Apple Podcast store and give us five stars. It just takes a minute. And you can subscribe for free if you haven't already, and share. Visit us on social media and check out independentamericans.us. There's links to all our social there and to our Patreon. And we've got new merch. It's hot, it's ready, it's out. There's still time to have it in your Easter basket. A very badass camping mug. We've got hats. And now we've got t-shirts. So check them out at independentamericans.us. And you can rock that gear when you head to your first ball game or your first concert or your first family reunion get stocked up at independentamericans.us. You can also see video of this conversation with Rick and Sharon. You can see the Beatles poster I have behind me. You can see their home, their new home studio, and you can see 100 episodes from leaders from Chuck Hagel to Meghan McCain to Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who will be leading the infrastructure push coming up from Biden. All of that is on the Righteous Media YouTube page and linked at independentamericans.us. America may be divided more than ever, but we're going to continue to add light and contrast the heat of other political shows. Every episode of Independent Americans is going to bring you the Righteous Media Five Eyes, independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. And we're going to explore the most pressing issues of our day and empower others like Rick and Sharon and many more shows to come. We'll have a new show next week. Every Thursday, I will drop a new show. And if you're among the 40% of independents and growing who are independent, This is your pod. If you're a Republican or a Democrat, but you're not a diehard partisan, this is your pod. If you're a concerned American who gives a shit about the future of your country, this is your pod. All are welcome. We invite you to join us and be a part of the solution. And please consider joining our Independent Americans Patreon community. For just five bucks, you'll get access to our events, which will happen when we reopen. Our guests, like Rick and Sharon, merch discounts, exclusive content, and much more. Every week, I preview who our guest is so you can find out first. But these Patreon members keep this show going, so please contribute if you can and join us. And a special welcome to some of our newest members, especially Danny Ritter, who just became a patron. Thanks, Danny, for joining us. Welcome to the crew. Happy spring break. And thanks to everybody else who's already a part of the vigilant, the very vigilant, the most vigilant. You are the most dedicated and dynamic crew around. And I am incredibly thankful to all of you for all your help. And of course, my thanks to my wife and my two boys. It's spring break and we were very lucky to have a friend offer up her house, which was free. And we kept it down to earth and we kept it cheap. We went to a free beach. We drove our car on a ferry, which the boys loved. We went to a state park, we saw turtles, we had Carvel. There's many ways to get a vacation, on a budget, with your family or without. Everybody and their mother has a podcast and everybody and their mother needs a break, even during a pandemic. My great friend and mentor Les Gelb said, take vacation or you get stupid. And he's right. Everybody and their mother needs a vacation, even if it's just one day, even if it's just a couple hours. Because we need that final push and we need everybody to beat this virus. We need everybody working together, everybody and their mother to beat this virus. We need everybody. Everybody, Everybody, Everybody working together. Don't let up now. We are the help we need. Everybody. So everybody, rock your body. Rock your body with the vaccine and spread the hope. Hope is the oxygen for our democracy, but also for life. And hope is right there. We can see it. Just don't blow it. Everybody. It'll be worth it. And maybe on July 4th, we can all declare our independence from the virus or sooner we'll have our VC day, our independence day. That will be our day, America's day, your day. If we get the vaccine, And Dr. Fauci broke it down. He answered the question, should I get vaccinated? And this answer applies to everybody. You absolutely should get vaccinated. It's going to protect you, your family, your community, and the entire country. Everybody needs to get it. Everybody needs to chip in. It's the key to our Independence Day, and it'll require a total team effort and not letting up. It'll require everybody and their mother. America's on the comeback, but we got to keep the progress going and we can't let up. And we'll keep this movement growing week by week by week. And we will stay vigilant because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And with hope in our hearts, it's the path to better days. Pass the hope, people, and know you're not alone in your vigilance. We're all vigilant. And we're all in this together. From Rick Sorkin to Sharon Koppelman to LL Cool J to Dr. Fauci, to DJ Jazzy Jeff, to Michael Strahan, to Governor Rick DeSantis, to the Backstreet Boys, to you, everybody. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thanks for listening. Stay frosty and stay vigilant, America. That means everybody.